1: Hey, everybody, it is Traggs Mike Petralia back for another episode of the Red Sox Beat podcast, powered by the CLNS Media Network, joined again by Alex Barth of 98.5 The Sports Hub. Follow him on Twitter at Real Alex Barth, And obviously, he does a great job covering all Boston sports for 98.5 The Sports Hub and uh, Sports Hub 98.5.com. What is the website, Alex? 98, 98.5 The sports
0: there you go. I wanted to make sure a little bit it. of a mouthful, but it's it's exactly what you'd think it would be.
1: Yes, that's why. I, but I wanted to get it from the horse's mouth. How you doing? I appreciate it.
0: I'm good. I I am good. I'm uh you know outside of the Red Sox kind of dragging. It's it's been good. The draft's in the books now. We got some playoffs. Uh, every single night outside of Thursday night, every single night for two weeks, there's a playoff game on the schedule. That's if you know both the Bruins and Celtics go to Game Seven. So we'll see if that happens. But Uh, Fun time of year, really fun time of year.
1: It is, and the Red Sox are laying in the weeds, and I think uh, they are not complaining about that fact right now. Coming off the 3-6 and road trip through Tampa Bay, Toronto, and Baltimore, very disappointing, and the bats are completely asleep, and I I can't really understand why that is. The Red Sox right now, Alex, have three batters that are hitting, and they are three batters you would expect uh, to be hitting in this lineup. Xander Bogarts is hitting 356. He's slashing 356, .411, and 483. he He's got, uh, but he's just got one home run and nine RBIs. Then there's Rafi Devers, four home runs, 10 RBIs. The four homers is tied with, you know who he's tied with for the team lead in home runs? It is, I do not. Is he tied with anybody? Does anybody else have four? Oh no, I misread the, uh, mind. He's not tied with anybody. That's a trick question. (laughs) He has the team lead in home runs with four. I was actually reading Christian Vasquez's, uh, one home run and four RBIs. I'm a fool. I'm a dope. Sorry about that. But anyway, Devers.
0: Christian Vasquez barely has four hits this year, but anyway.
1: Uh, he has 11 hits for the record, but okay. Uh, four home runs, 10 RBIs for Rafi Devers. 297 311 and 485 are his slash numbers uh, and then you go down to um Z- or you go up to xander bogarts did we do bogarts already or, or yeah yeah oh, jd yeah. martinez yeah. three home runs 13 rbis he is slashing 317 371 587 the rest of the lineup is uh really uh a wall and that includes one trevor story his transition is, I think, understandable given the fact that he got such a late start in spring training. Do you agree?
0: Yes and no. I don't think he's going to be this bad. He's hitting 208 right now. Like That shouldn't hold. If that holds, that's a massive problem. But I think when the Red Sox signed him, the number that scared me, the number that scared a lot of people, career, what was it, 248 hitter away from Coors Field, and that's a pretty, there's pretty significant sample size for that data, so I, how much better is it going to get? I think is the question. I think it's going to get better, but I don't know that he's going to be, you know, a 280, 290 guy. He really needs the power to carry over to make that impact. I don't think he's going to make that impact in terms of average. And in terms of his power numbers right now, he's got five doubles, which five doubles on 15 hits feels pretty good, but he hasn't put the ball out of the yard yet. He's slugging 278. That's more where I'm looking for things. to improve. I don't think he's ever going to be a 300 guy for the Red Sox. I I just don't think that's his game. They need him to be popping balls over the monster. And he's not doing that right now.
1: Well, uh, on Tuesday night uh, at Fenway park, uh, as the angels came to town, a Red Sox four, nothing victory. We'll get to Michael Walker in just a second. Trevor story drove one to the warning track in center field would have been a home run. I think in uh, 20 of the uh, major league ballparks, but Uh, It died on the warning track. Still, he got a sacrifice fly RBI out of it. So I think eventually the power is going to come. Weather starts heating up. He starts heating up. I do think the power will come.
0: Yeah, it's just a matter of, you know, they need it now. They need it, right? How long can they wait there? What are they? I think five games out, six games out as we record this Wednesday afternoon. They may not be able to wait until June. At that point, the season might be over. So I think that's where the concern comes from.
1: I think with the wild cards, though, I think they're in a little bit different position. I think they're going to be I think they'll be able to compete for a playoff spot. I just don't think they're going to win. And the Yankees aren't going to be this hot. I mean, they are on a 11 game winning streak, and I don't think they're going to. um, I mean, I think they could be the best team in the division. Toronto could be the best team in the division. But, you know, I, I think the Red Sox are going once the bats wake up and um, the bullpen comes around, I think they're going to be a much better team.
0: Is the bullpen coming around? What's like? I, what's going to change, I guess, where the bullpen's going to come around? I still, that was the biggest thing coming into the season. I didn't really have faith in the bullpen. Well, well I just don't know what's changing at this point.
1: The bullpen, the numbers have been actually very good. Jake Deekman has the highest ERA at 432, but the rest of them, Garrett Whitlock, has been as advertised uh, and he has been one of the most, as you would expect, one of the most uh, versatile pictures the Red Sox have. Uh, he's had four relief appearances, two starts, uh, 0.54 ERA. Um, he's got the 20 strikeouts and just four walks in 16 and 16 in the two-thirds uh, innings. Austin Davis, um, Hiro- uh, Hirokazu uh, Sawamura, uh, and Ryan Brazier all have ERAs sub 2.3, which is very, very good. Um, It's just that I think what sticks with you and sticks with Red Sox fans is the fact of when the bullpen fails, not so much the overall numbers. And obviously uh, the two games come to mind in Toronto and the Saturday night Kevin Kiermeyer game in Tampa Bay.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I think that some of it, I think too, we saw this last year where, we have a general idea of the, the level of, of ability of these pitchers and they get hot, they pitch above that level. sort of happened last year, right? Then the second half of the season, it all kind of came collapsing right. down outside of Whitlock where guys performed above expectation and then the other shoe dropped. And I guess it just, although they've pitched well, I still don't know that they have the raw talent out there where I'm comfortable that the other shoe isn't going to drop again. And they're going to, you know, Whenever it is, whether it's June, June or July or August, these guys are all going to regress back to the mean. So, you know, Whitlock, I think is the best pitcher on the team. Uh, I, I kind of, I know we we got back and forth into this about him being a starter. I kind of get now why he's in the bullpen, the way that they've yeah. approached this whole thing. Which I don't love the approach, but if this is going to be their approach, then yeah, he does have to be in the bullpen. But I, I, I mean, I, I'd say Whitlock, Evaldi, that might be it for the list of pitchers. Like I really trust on this team. And that's pretty scary. I know guys are pitching well right now, but can they sustain it? That's there's not a lot of guys I feel comfortable saying that they can.
1: Um, we're going to go back to the offense for just a second. We've got to see more out of Trevor story. Um, Bobby Dahlbeck. Look, I was in his camp and still want to be in his camp because I believe in power and you need a powerful bat, especially at a corner position as a first baseman, but his numbers are brutal. 147, 213, 235. He just has the one bomb. Uh, he's driven in three runs and he's just not getting on base enough. And the number that's that sticks out to me as it sticks out with a lot of these Red Sox batters, and I understand the era that we're in, he has 23 strikeouts, Alex. He has 23 strikeouts in his batting 147 and and more to the point, he has 23 strikeouts. His slugging is 235. His OPS is 449. You can't have, you cannot have both.
0: Yeah, I, it, it's time for them to move on. And Hey, if you want to get creative, a lot of people don't know this. Bobby Dalbeck was an all conference pitcher at Arizona. He was an all-star on the Cape as a pitcher at the bullpen. He threw 97. Maybe it's time to throw him out there because it's not working in the lineup. It's just not No. the issues he had the last two years. You think, okay, young players can overcome these like Raphael Devers was kind of the same way when he came up where the, the strikeout to walk ratio was just totally out of whack. He wasn't in control at the plate. You saw the flashes, but it wasn't consistent. And you know, it took him two or three years and then now he might be the best hitter in the American league. That's it's all, like the, the clocks really, it feels like it's run out on that. It's not that, you know, nobody was expecting him to be Raphael Devers, but he hasn't made progress from where he was three years ago. It really feels like outside of a month last year, he's still the same guy he was when he made his debut two years ago. I I really do feel like it's time to do something else. Look, and it, it Tristan Cassis, we're done with all the service time BS. Oh, now I it's know. just a matter. Of, it's
1: going to bring his name it's up. up.
0: It's up to them now. It's not, oh, well, we get the extra year control and blah, 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 blah. That's all bull. Now that's done. It is. Let's get him here. It's time.
1: You cannot use that argument, Alex, if you're the Boston Red Sox with the payroll, they have, well,
0: it doesn't exist anymore. That that time period is that window is closed. Oh, with the
1: new CBA.
0: I or believe. Yeah. I, I, I forget who I saw some baseball writer point that out, but okay. yeah,
1: that's my bad. Yeah. Uh, and, and then you go up and you go uh, through some other names. Kiki Hernandez, 187, 262 and 308. Hasn't left the yard yet. Uh, Excuse me, one home run and 12 RBIs. JBJ, you knew what you were getting in JBJ. A great fielder. He's not going to hit. I mean, he had two hits on Tuesday night. That raised his average to 169. Uh, you know, if JBJ hits 230, 235, I think that's a gift. And here's an, a name that is surprising to me in his struggles to start the year, even though he has three home runs. Alex Verdugo, 238, 277 and 369. He's got to warm up. He's got to carry. He's got to hit near 290, 295, like like he did for most of 2021 uh, for the Red Sox lineup to really get in gear.
0: Yeah, I think the, there's really one big overarching problem here to me. When Alex Cora first got here, right, and, and that 2018 team was on a tear, the whole thing, like the hallmark of that offense was they made pitchers work. They they had like the lowest swing rate in the league. They were constantly getting guys up to 90, 100 pitches right. in the fifth or sixth inning. That was their whole, and they, they hung their hat on that. That They were proud of that. They They made you earn every single strike, every single out. They have like I think it's the highest swing rate in the league now. They're swinging at everything. There's no patience, no nothing. So what happened? Core is back in the room. What's going on? Like that, it, it was JD Martinez and Alex Cora created this approach, and it was so, you know, just just impossible to curtail. And they've just abandoned it to swing at will. And is it a high and bloom thing? Because he's really the only big change since 2018. I don't know. I don't think so. That's not really what he does. But, you know, it's one thing if Cora wasn't here, you'd say, well, that was Cora's thing. Well, Cora's back. Well, J.D. Martinez played a big part in it. Well, he's still here. He's still in the lineup. I have no idea why they're doing it, but they are swinging at every single pitch and it's killing them. They need to go back. And I, I don't want the games to take three and a half hours. I don't. But I also want the Red Sox to win. They need to stop swinging at everything. They need to go back to that very patient, deliberate approach It works some of these pitchers. You're seeing guys, seven innings now feels like a complete game. You're seeing guys go seven innings against the Red Sox simply because they don't have to throw a lot of pitches to get through the lineup. It's so uncharacteristic of what this team
1: was when it was at its best. It's mind-blowing. He is Alex Barth. Does, does a great job covering Boston sports. For 98.5, the sports hub. Follow him on Twitter at Real Alex Barth. Basketball and hockey playoffs are in full steam and MLB is in full swing. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land bet online is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs head on over to the website or as always you can use your mobile devices to sign up today receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit just use our promo code clns50 To get started and it's not just basketball bet online is your source for hockey boxing and ufc odds from sports right down to your very favorite vegas casino games bet online is your number one online wagering destination bet online the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports and play your favorite games bet online where the game starts back with alex barth of 98.5 the sports hub here on Red Sox beat powered by CLNS media network and betonline.ag. Alex, you mentioned uh, before the break about what the Red Sox need to do to get going and uh, their slow start to the year. They are 10 and 14 as we record this uh, and they have the Los Angeles angels in town. And on Tuesday night, they snapped out of their uh, mini slump uh, losing the two of the three to uh, the Baltimore Orioles and actually losing three, uh, six of nine on the most recent road trip. The highlight on Tuesday night without question was Michael Walker. And when you take a look at Michael Walker's numbers through the first uh, part of the season, first month of the season, he's been nothing short of sensational 3-0, 1.38 ERA in 26 innings. He has struck out 19. This number surprises me. It's high for walks 11, but still uh, his whip is below one, which for a starting picture is outstanding Uh, 0.923. The storyline on Tuesday night was not that Michael Walker started and was impressive. It's when he left the game, he was pulled through, uh, pulled after five and two thirds innings had allowed only two hits, obviously no runs and only 66 zero pitches on the night. But Alex Cora saw him uh, in the sixth inning come up and uh, coming up to the plate was Shohei Otani, the superstar slugger, uh, Mr. Everything for the Angels, of course. And uh, Alex Cora didn't want him to face him again, so he pulled him out of the game in a two nothing game. Cora said, Uh, After the game that maybe if we had a bigger lead, maybe if we had some room to maneuver with, he stays in the game and maybe he does go seven innings. Maybe he even gets into the eighth. What do you think?
0: I, it's a stupid nerd thing. Just let guys pitch. Stop overthinking everything. Stop overengineering everything. I'm sure there's some spreadsheet and some binder somewhere upstairs <laughs> that said Michael Waka shouldn't be in the game in that situation. And somebody phones down to the dugout and they got to take him out of the game. They're just taking it. The nerds just want to take all the humanity out of sports because they're not good enough to play him. And look, I'm not good enough to play him either. But I can still enjoy them for the athletic competition they are. It doesn't need a boil down with spreadsheet. How many guys have gotten pulled in the middle? No hitters this year. It's just it's sad. It's It's I don't mean to blow this up into a bigger thing, but how can you not? How can you not? There's as as much as we all love offense and offense is great. There's something really exciting about a pitcher throwing an absolute gem, like no run, one run, especially if it's a close game, getting into the seventh, eighth, ninth inning. If he's not like 100 pitches, I get it. You don't want to hurt the guy. Michael Walker should be able to throw more than 60 pitches. There was a time when if you were pitching well, you threw until you couldn't. You threw until you got tired. The strategy of it was not overthought because if you're on, you're on. Maybe the spreadsheet says Waka sucks against uh, Shohei Otani, but maybe in those games he was getting rocked early on. He just didn't have it that day. He has it this day. Allow some humanity into the game, for God's sakes. Pathetic. I read this column the other day that was talking about you know, the way these games are evolving, the NFL evolved in a way that has helped the game because it it facilitates scoring, it facilitates offense. The NBA has evolved in a way that has facilitated scoring and offense. Baseball, the way it's evolving, the way it's easier to win, the, you know, the shortcuts that all these teams are taking actually make the game harder to watch. And at a certain point, somebody's got to step in and do something because it's just, why should I watch? You You watch sports to see something nobody's ever done before. That's a huge part of the reason people watch sports. Well, that's never going to happen anymore in baseball because all these stupid lineup changes and everything, and it's it, everybody just wants replicatable actions. They don't want the unknown. They want they they want it all nice, clean cut. They don't want to play the games. They want to punch the numbers in. They know what's going to happen before it actually does. It's annoying. Sorry, and I, I you asked a serious question, but
1: why, no, 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 pay no, pay no, people. no, no, no. That's why we are here to service those Red Sox fans who are wondering the same exact damn thing. Alex, why do you pull a picture after 60 pictures? I get it. If he's gone 80 pictures and is laboring a lot right. and it, you do, and it's obviously a close game. You don't want to blow the game. That's not what that was Tuesday night at all. And you're almost sending a, a, a signal to a veteran picture, Michael Walker. Everybody remembers him from the 2013 World Series against the Red Sox at Fenway when he was a rookie. This guy's been around. He knows how to pitch around a guy like Shohei Otani. And you're making the opponent out to be a bigger factor in the game than your own players which is what i have a fundamental problem with alex is that you don't trust your players to extend themselves a little bit i mean there is nothing like um bath like you mentioned basketball and hockey and the stanley cup playoffs we saw a triple overtime game in game one between the penguins and the rangers these guys are extending themselves into an extra playoff game And you're asking and you you think it's too much to ask a picture to go another, I don't know, 20, 30, 40, 45 pictures. And you're going to get the nerds who say you're trying to protect them over the course of a season. I can guarantee you, I can guarantee you that you're putting asking a lot more stress of players that play contact sports over the course of a year to play their sport than you are a picture who is. Well trained and conditioned. I'm not talking about a pitcher who is out of shape, who doesn't take care of his arm, who doesn't take care of his legs, which is a huge part of pitching. You know, guys like that are going to hurt themselves. But they're going to hurt themselves whether or not they're throwing. You know, the 14th pitch in the th- in the first inning or the 60th pitch in the fifth inning. It doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, no, I I, I absolutely agree with that. And again, protecting him for what? you know, oh, you got to protect him. Protect him for what? You went to Jake Diekman, right? It was Jake Diekman who came in. Yes. Who you said earlier as the, the highest DRA in the bullpen, a guy who struggled recently in a one-run game. Protect him for what? You're making the change because the textbook tells you to. You put in a guy who ultimately yes. didn't, but is the most likely of anybody on your team to blow the game. You lose the game, so you're saving him for the postseason that, what, doesn't exist? Do <laughs> so you get off to yourself because you followed the spreadsheet? Oh, we didn't make... We, you know, I, I said this. I came up with this line when, um, when Kevin Cash pulled Blake Snell in the World Series.
1: Yes. There the, are the most makers, infamous. Yes.
0: It sucks, but there are certain decision makers in the sport of baseball. And it's bleeding into a football now too. The idiot Chargers nerd math coach. There are certain decision makers in sports who prefer a mathematically sound loss over a win, because they can look at themselves in the mirror and say, "I followed the spreadsheet. I did all I could." If that is how you choose to run a game, you don't know the sport. You should not it's be in a position sport. First, to make first of decisions.
1: All, first of all, Alex, that's the problem. It's not a sport. It is point, a programmed right. game. It is a programmed game. Then why game. are
0: we playing? Then why are we playing? Let's run the numbers. Yep. Figure out. Yeah, I'm sure you can calculate it. And let's just give the World Series trophy to whoever it is. Let's just do that then. Why are we even playing? Because you don't like it, you don't like it, nerds, when the game just proves I your numbers. Alex. So I why even let why rant. even let the games be played then? Why let your precious numbers be put in question? It, it it comes up time and time again. And by the way, all of these notable examples. When's the last time somebody followed the math and it really worked in a big stage? There's Blake Snell, there's the Chargers coach against the Chiefs last year on Thursday night. There's the Chargers coach again, and I, I refuse to learn his name. He pisses me off too much. The Chargers coach against the Raiders Staley. in that Week 18 game, Brandon Staley. It's I, it, somebody. I don't. I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you do
1: it. You know I, why I, you're I mean, mad about little... the Brandon Staley bit, right? Because that robbed you of a chance to see Mac Jones against Joe Burrow in round one. At no, that's not eight. even.
0: That's not. That's really not even it. It's. <laughs> I'm mad because I see. We're getting way off the rails. So no, I. Oh, I'm, the, I'm that's what this right podcast is for, Alex. I see, go ahead. I see what the math has done to baseball right i see what the math has done to that sport baseball has other issues but the the analytics overtake of the game the preacher outcomes it's, it's done a lot of damage to the game of baseball i don't want that anywhere near football and brandon stanley's making it okay he shouldn't he's a bad coach but he's gonna make it okay why if you're the nfl you are a you are the king there is no single entity in sports maybe FIFA, but outside of that, more powerful in the NFL, why would you emulate major league baseball who hasn't been able to de- deliver a full season in two of the last three years, whose, whose attendance numbers are tanking? Why would you want to emulate what they're doing? That's what kills me. And, and it, again, it, to bring it back to the point, a technically sound loss and the Red Sox got no, by I... on Tuesday night. So I guess maybe I'm kicking them for nothing, but a technically sound loss does not mean more than a win or is not as good as a win it's just
1: not I agree just not Um, by the way let's end on a positive note for with a subject who baseball fans are going to come out and watch remember the old expression Alex I would actually pay hard-earned money to go out and watch that guy play the Angels have a couple of those players Mike Trout being one and the starting picture On Thursday night, now scheduled for the LA Angels, Shohei Ohtani. Of course, he was a DH on Tuesday night. He'll be uh, likely the DH again uh, in Wednesday's game. And he's scheduled to start on Thursday night. Shohei Ohtani is what baseball needs more of, not less of.
0: Well, yeah, he's exciting. He's fun. Absolutely. He he does everything.
1: he He does everything pretty much against what baseball players are taught to do coming up through baseball, well, at least through the professional lower minor league ranks and organizational ranks. He does everything opposite, which is so refreshing.
0: Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure the nerds will figure out a way to, 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 to oppress that and, and and make them conform and all of that. But yeah, no, Shohei Otani is great. I, I think it's a shame that Otani and Trout are out there on the you know second team in a market that's not a traditional baseball market, they gotta they gotta do something to get that team going. Mike Trout's never played in a playoff game, right? Ah, uh, that's correct. And you would think with and I you know maybe this is a sign that baseball is the true team sport. They have arguably the two best players in the league now uh, in yes, LA. I would agree the with best that. Best hitters in the league, right? Yeah, well, like Otani's a pitcher too, but. And that team, they, that team's going to be obscure again. They got to do something about that because because that team should be in the playoffs. They would be fun to watch.
1: Otani has had a slow start though to the year at the plate. He's hitting 237. so um, his numbers are down a little bit.
0: Yeah, I, I, it's got to be tough. It's just got to be tough to do all of that, and you wonder if maybe the wear and tear is getting to him, right? Of like right. over, I know the season just started, but over the course of a couple seasons. That was my big concern with him coming up is realistically how long is he going to be able to sustain what he's doing. I wouldn't be surprised if at some point he becomes a reliever, right? And they just throw him in at the end of games like like make him a closer, you know. Um but yeah, I it is uh it it, it is going to be interesting to see if this is just a slump or if he's maybe wearing down a little bit.
1: Be interesting to see if the Red Sox can get their act together. They are ten and fourteen. Obviously, it's still very, very early in the season. Um, we are through one month of the year, and uh, May should be. I think May is going to be a better month for them because I think the bats are going to start to warm up, and when they hit, uh, the Red Sox are going to take off and they're going to win, go on a streak where they win like twenty of thirty or something like that. Anything else on your mind? Um.
0: Not really, not 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 baseball wise. Um, hopefully, it warms like hopefully, it just warms up, warms up. I haven't; it's been like fifty degrees here for the last month. There's no same here. It doesn't feel like baseball weather. It felt like baseball weather during the lockout. Hope next week it's supposed to be in the seventies. So I'm waiting for it to feel like Fenway weather. We haven't gotten there yet. It needs to get there. We
1: we will, Alex. I promise you. Well, I want to thank everybody for downloading today's podcast. Thank. Our great guest, the one and only Alex Barth of 98.5, the Sports Hub. Follow him on Twitter at Real Also want to thank our terrific sponsor, as always, the great people at BetOnline.ag. For Alex Barth, I'm Mike Petralia, Trags. And this has been CLNS Red Sox Beat Podcast powered by CLNS Media.